0: Somebody one of you asked me yesterday what my sermon topic was. I said we had to wait and see I said, "Oh, were well, you going to preach about me?" i said no i 'm not going to preach about you i don 't think you have a problem and uh, that person saw my outline this morning says yeah you 're right i don 't have a problem with that at all. Well, uh, Arthur led in, I think, and talked a lot about the points that I want to make this morning in our Bible class. I want to talk this morning with you about the topic of anxiety. Uh, Have you seen that picture right there? Well, we may not have a PowerPoint this morning. We'll see if that comes up. Uh, I did some research yesterday on mental health and uh, the National Institute of Mental Health on anxiety. Anxiety disorders. There we go. Have you seen that picture before? Maybe we just deleted it. That's okay, too. came up when I did a research of anxiety on Wikipedia yesterday, but the National Institute of Mental Health said anxiety disorders affect about 40 million Americans age 18 years and older, about 18% in a given year, causing them to be filled with fearfulness and uncertainty, unlike the relatively mild, brief anxiety caused by a stressful event, such as public speaking in public for a first date. Uh, dating wasn't near as anxietyful to me as public speaking is, but uh, maybe if you're dating the wrong person. Anxiety disorders, though, they say, typically last at least six months or uh, in length and can get worse if not treated. Uh, so their classification of 18% is people who have anxiety for a period of six months or longer, uh, which I would feel terribly sorry for anyone that has that kind of situation that lasts that long. Anxiety disorders commonly occur along with other, uh, mental or physical illness, illnesses and can go cause being involved with other things that, uh, alcohol abuse and many other different things. Uh, and they, of course, encourage people who deal with anxiety to seek, uh, medical attention. Uh, I'm not a psychologist. Uh, somebody, uh, dealing with terrible and severe traumatic anxiety should seek counseling and should seek, uh, help. But I think, as we're going to talk about, as Christians, we have unique tools at our availability, unique blessings at our, uh, that we can access and tap into that can help us with this. Uh, New York Times reported it as many as one in five. Another thing that I investigated said as high as 28% of people, I think, deal with or suffer from anxiety. So, one in four is 25%, one in four. If those numbers hold true today, then we would say maybe uh, 30 people or more in this auditorium, if the same statistics applied, suffer from anxiety. Uh, it's a real thing. Uh, it's a definition of anxiety is a feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease, typically about an imminent event or something with, a, with an uncertain outcome. Uh, there is a desire to do something typically accompanied by unease synonyms of anxiety are worry, concern, care, uneasiness, trouble, and disquiet. That may not be a descriptive view at all, but I guarantee that somebody you know probably has a problem with that, probably suffers from that um, in different and varying levels of anxiety. Uh, Another definition is a persistent fear or worry and become overly concerned with everyday matters. That's probably a good definition. Overly concerned with everyday matters. And also, I think there's an element of this overly concerned about things that sometimes are not in, are under our own control, right? Sometimes that's what makes people nervous. There's something that's about to happen, and they know there's nothing that they can do to directly affect the outcome of that thing, and that makes people feel nervous, makes people feel uh, uh, have, have anxiety, and, and to have worry. So let's get into our lesson then. Matt, what's the Bible say? Does the Bible say anything about anxiety? That's that's kind of a social ale. Why are we talking about that on Sunday morning sermon? Why would we talk about something that's just something that the world deals with and it's not at all a religious topic? Well, I think the Bible deals with anxiety. and I think the Bible gives us direction on how we can help cope with these type things. Like we said, not everybody is subject to anxiety. Not everybody... Is the type of personality that they worry, but many people are, and many people do. I don't think God wants us to worry. Matthew chapter six and verse thirty. What does He say? What does it say? Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which is to, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall He not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? A lot of times, worry in the New Testament is associated with little faith, and we're going to talk some. About trusting in God is one of our things that we need to do. We'll talk more about that. But God doesn't even want us to worry about food or clothing. Matthew chapter eight, verse twenty-five, beginning. He and his disciples here. You remember Jesus was on the ship and the storm was pressing. And his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, "Lord, save us! We perish!" You think these people had these disciples had anxiety? They might have been having what some call an anxiety attack. They thought they were doomed. They were certain they were going to sink and drown. They were panicking. And He said unto them, Why are, you, are ye fearful? O ye of little faith. Then He arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. Surely, if Jesus was here, some of the things that we get so worried about, some of the things that bother us so much and we're so concerned about are a lot less pressing sometimes than a boat about to sink in a storm. But Jesus said, Why are you fearful? Uh, and, And said, "Oh, again, O ye of little faith. Luke chapter 10. We won't read all that, but you remember Martha. We've talked about her many times. She was concerned and worried about things in her house and making preparations for Jesus. And what did Jesus say? Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. So, she was worried about many things. Things that caused her to not to lose perspective and to lose priority about what was the most important thing. Martha had uh, concern and worry about things that she didn't. what one thing is needful, and Mary had chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. So I think you'll agree with me. God doesn't want us to be a weary, a worryful, or a fearful people. I think He wants us to uh, put trust and faith and confidence in Him. I think He doesn't want us to worry about things to the extent like Martha did here. That it caused her to lose focus and priority on what's the most important things in life. Uh, so let's talk some about that then. I think as Christians we have, as I already said, uh, a, a huge advantage. A huge advantage. That statistic of up to maybe even 28% of Americans that have uh, anxiety, that have anxiety disorders, we have a huge advantage over the majority of that percentage because we have. The message of God. We have faith and hope and trust. We have so many things and such amazing advantages that will help us, and can help us uh, get over and deal with anxiety. So let's talk for a few minutes this morning then about how we as Christians can deal with anxiety. First thing I think that we need to have that helps us, that's a tool that's, that we need to employ, is the power of prayer. We need to be a prayerful people And certainly this avenue of prayer is one that will help us. Uh, Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6 here. Paul, you know, he had a lot of stress. He was under house arrest, possible execution, people trying to get him. Do you think Paul would have had reason to be fearful? Do you think Paul would have had reason to be stressed out and have anxiety? Absolutely. If I had been in his shoes, I think I would have been, wouldn't you? But what did he say there in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6? King James Version says, Be careful for nothing. I like the American Standard Version for this. In nothing be anxious, he said, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Don't be anxious. If you're feeling anxious, what does Paul encourage us to do? Pray to God. Let your requests be made known unto God. Why? The peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall guard your hearts and your thoughts in Christ Jesus. Do you believe in prayer? We do, don't we? Well, what Paul tells in Philippians chapter four? You got anxiety? You got worry? Your heart heavy with all these things weighing down on you? Things weighing on you may not be things weighing on your other, another brother and sister. Sometimes we, only we feel like we're all alone. No one knows all the pain or all the pressures that I'm feeling. Well, God should know because we should be praying to Him and letting Him know what's on our minds, what we're troubled with, and we should be letting that peace that passes all understanding. We can get that. We can obtain that peace. We have that peace as Christians, and we need to be using that to help us overcome anxiety. So, first thing, absolutely, we need to be praying about all things, but we need to be praying about things that would cause us to have anxiety, things that would have us to worry. Pray to God. Put it in His hands and let Him take care of that for us. And that leads then into our next point, which we need to trust in God. We read those three examples in the New Testament about people who had anxiety, people who were worrying about things, and Jesus said, Oh, ye of little faith. I think if we would be honest with ourselves, when we are feeling the most anxious, when we have the most anxiety, we sometimes we'll gravitate our focus away from God and we'll be focusing on something that's strictly, usually, physical in nature. Something work, some, a big test that's coming down on me, or maybe some big impending surgery that we're stressed about, something physical in nature, and that's becoming consuming to our mind. And we're focusing on that. We don't know what's going to happen. It's traumatic to us. It's important to us. It has the potential to be life-changing to us. And there's just pressure and stress and anxiety. And it's building up. And what have we done? We've put all of our focus on that one thing. We've not thought at all about God sometimes in that context. We've totally focused on something that's physical. Well, when we do that, then we fail to do what we just talked about first, to pray. Our prayer life suffers. But, but, and in, in turn, and also, we're failing to put our trust in God. We're not thinking about God and putting our trust in Him. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4, beginning, For what whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. Through faith we can overcome anything that this world will throw at us. Do you trust in that? We've all been through some Traumatic things. I'm sure we've all been through stressful things in this life. Who's been there with us? Who's helped us through those times? Our loved ones have, but also, and foremost, first and foremost, God has helped us through those terrible times. We need to trust in Him. He will help us. He will see us through. Proverbs chapter three and verse five: Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. You know, sometimes you might hear someone say, who's in, uh, having just burned down with anxiety. I just, I'm never going to make it. I'm never going to make it through this. I just can't see how I'm going to make it through this. Or, uh, I just, I just can't, I, I just can't handle this. I don't see how this is going to end well. This is going to be terrible, and so worked up. What's this say? What's Proverbs five tell three five tell us? Trust in God. We need to stop worrying and put our trust in God. That God will help see us through whatever it is that's facing us, whatever that trigger is that's causing us to be so full of worry and so full of anxiety. Thank Monty for reading Psalms 23 for us. What did David tell us in Psalms 23? Lord, thou, art that, uh, the Lord is my shepherd. What is it? I won't read it all again. He says, "I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff they comfort me." If we're consumed with anxiety, can we say this? I'll fear no evil. No, we're fearing evil. We're fearing something. We're fearing uh some bad thing, and we're losing sight that God is with us. And we need to put our trust with Him that He will help us. Well, I think we could probably stop there. If we truly trusted God, and we truly employed the avenue of prayer like we or have example in the New Testament. I think we can go a long way in overcoming this anxiety and this worry that so many of us face from time to time. But there's more tools that God's given us that can help us. One uh, is that we can find comfort in Scriptures. One text along that line, Romans 15 and verse 4, "...for whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning..." That we, through patience and comfort of the Scriptures, might have hope. How can I have comfort from reading the Bible? Well, the Bible tells me that there's something after this life. I don't have to be full of anxiety over death. Why? Because the Bible, when I study the Bible, I read about God's promises and how He's promised me that we can have eternity with Him in heaven, in paradise, when this life's over. Any number of things that we read about when we study the Scriptures, we can have patience and we can have comfort. We need to be doing that. We need to be utilizing that tool to help us even more deal with anxiety. We need to focus on spiritual things. Reading the Scriptures, do that. Focus us away from the things that are so physical that are weighing us down and keeps us pressing towards our main objectives and looking forward to the promises that we read about in the Scriptures. So reading our Bibles and studying our Bibles will give us comfort and will help us to deal with anxiety. Also, we need to be working and we need to be busy. This isn't a political statement about people living on welfare that shouldn't be. We talk about that, but we don't talk a lot about probably that we ourselves need to be busy. Yeah, yeah, we've got a job. We go to work. That takes a lot of our time. That consumes a lot of our efforts and a lot of our energies. But if we're honest with ourselves, probably the times that we're the most worried and have the most anxiety is when we're sitting and when we're idle and our minds are wandering, you know. We're thinking, maybe we're thinking about this country and, and the direction that it's headed and uh, people think that big things could be coming and terrible things and, and the moral decay and all these things. We could just be getting ourselves all worked up, all stressed out, worked up into a tizzy, someone might say. Well, one way to help us with that is to go out and to get busy and to be uh, f- to be active. Uh, Ecclesiastes 5.12 says, The sleep of a laboring man is sweet, whether he eat little or much, but the abundance of the rich will not suffer him to sleep. You know, uh, you, you have the vision of a fellow who's gone out and plowed all day and he's, he's just sweating and tired and wore out and he hits the pillow and he just falls asleep. He's at peace. Well, we can take, uh, we can have help from being active like that. Uh, bodily exercise, the Bible tells us, a little, but it does help some in this realm of anxiety. Um, you know, something I think is helpful if you if you're having a tough time, things aren't going the way that you really would like them to go in your life. Go visit somebody, maybe who's in the hospital. Well, what's the advantage of that? You might say, well. You're not sitting at home idly, thinking about something, being stressed. You're out, being active. You're doing a good thing, going to see someone who's in usually worse shape than you are, right? You know, we think, oh, I've got it so bad. You don't have to look very far to see someone who's got it a lot worse than you. And when you do that, it helps give you perspective, right? So much of this anxiety and worrying is finding ways to get outside of your own head, right? Because the thing that you're so worried about, probably other people aren't even worried about at all. They're not even thinking about it. But inside your own mind, you've built your own prison. You've built this own scenario where you just are thinking about negative things and destructive things. And by going and visiting someone who's sick, maybe going and visiting someone who's shut in, you realize, hey, I don't have it so bad. Hey, I I can walk. I can still drive my car. I can still go to work. I don't have it so bad after all. And that stuff that I've been worried about and has been consuming my mind, you know what? In reality, it's not that big a deal. Well, we need to do that. One of these things that we can do to do that, to help us kind of get out of our heads a little bit, is to stay busy, stay active, to be doing good works. You know, when you do good things, it makes you feel good. It also keeps takes your mind off these things that maybe are worrying you and stressing you out. So working and staying busy is helpful. Arthur talked about this a lot in the lesson this morning in Bible class. We need to be content and we need to be flexible. Uh, there's an element of this anxiety and of this stress that has to do with uh, not being happy with the way things are, not being content with the cards you've been dealt, the saying goes, not being happy with the way my life's going, something's got me worked up. And we're just not content about it, you know. I want things to be better. I got all these things on my plate that are just stressing me out, and I want them gone. I want them off my. I want them off the table. And instead, the scriptures encourage us: we need to be content, regardless of what scenario or what situation we're facing. Philippians chapter four and verse eleven. Uh, here Paul again says, "Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned." In whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. Therewith to be stressed out. No. Wherever he is, whatever state, to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Back to our second point here. Trusting in God. Paul says he can do anything through Jesus. We can too, right? But if we're hungry, if we lose our job, if we're starving, if we're about to lose our house, would those be things that would cause anxiety in our lives? Sure. Would those be things that would be justifiable worry in our human minds? Sure. What's Paul encouraged us to do? No matter what, be content, trust in Jesus. Contentment, I think, can go a long way to help us deal with the worry and the anxiety. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 6 through 8. But godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and raiment, let us therewith be content. You got clothes? I'm looking around. We've all got clothes. We got food. I'm looking around. Probably every one of us had breakfast. If you didn't have breakfast, come with me and I will buy you lunch. We've got food. We've got clothes, right? Those are things that we shouldn't be worried about. But so oftentimes, we are not content with the things that God's blessed us with. God's taking care of our needs. God's watching over us. God's taking care of us. But so many times, we're not content. And that will lead us to have this anxiety. Uh, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5 beginning, Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content... With such things as you have? For he hath saith, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do to me. Isn't it interesting in that same context of fearing what man will do to him? That he talks about contentment, you know? I will not fear what man will do to me. I will not fear that my boss is going to fire me. I'll not fear that my neighbor is going to do me wrong. Right? Be content uh, and trust in God. So much of these points keep going back to ultimately at the root of all these things is that we're just not trusting in God like we should. Two more points and the lesson will be yours. Be content, be flexible and also then stay focused on today and not tomorrow what are we worried about do we have a big assignment at work that we afraid we're going to miss a deadline do we have a big final exam maybe do we some of you college students have several final exams coming up do you feel like you're going to fail do you feel like you're going to flunk out maybe do you have a big surgery that's in in the near future that you're worried about uh, all those things um can cause us to have worry and have us, cause us to have concern. But, none of those things are happening today, right? What's happening right now? We're at church. We're where God wants us to be. We're assuming together our brothers and sisters in Christ. Those things that you might be worried about today, probably aren't happening today, right? Those things that we're worried about the most sometimes are in the near future, but they're not actually right here a lot of the time. They're sometime in the near future. Well, and it's it's not wrong to make preparations for those things. If you've got big exams coming up, I would probably recommend that this afternoon you might study a little bit. You might want to crack a book and read a little bit. There's nothing wrong with making preparation. But what we're saying is those things um, should not cause us so much worry that it's so consuming and, and just really uh, a negative impact on our physical and our mental well-being. We need to pray to God about those things that have us so concerned. But we need to kind of file it away. Don't worry about it so much today. It's not going to happen today. Pray to God about it. Put it in God's hands. File it away and we'll we'll take care of that another day. Matthew uh, 6.34 tells us, Be not therefore anxious for the morrow, for the morrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. The Bible talks about anxiety. And one of the ways to uncover to conquer anxiety is to not worry about tomorrow. Focus on today. Focus on what we can do today to be pleasing to God. Focus on what we can do today to fulfill the responsibilities that God's told us to do. Tomorrow's going to take care of itself. Worrying about tomorrow usually doesn't help tomorrow at all, right? Because tomorrow, we'll, I can't help. I can study for this test today, maybe, but I can't take the test for a couple of days. So... The worrying isn't going to make it go away. We need to do as Matthew 6 tells us. Don't be anxious for tomorrow. Uh, sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. We need to focus on today. And that will help us to deal with anxiety. One more point then, and, and uh, I'll, I'll sit down. Draw strength from other Christians. You know, We have such an amazing blessing at College View to have such amazing brothers and sisters in Christ that we can draw strength from. Uh, I wouldn't hesitate to talk to any of you if I had a problem or if I needed your help. And I hope that you wouldn't hesitate to talk to me. That's the kind of family bond that we have with one another. That's the kind of love and the unity and peace that we have. A lot of the congregations don't have that. But it's a huge blessing. If you're dealing with anxiety or if you're dealing with any other number of problems that's facing you, it's a problem for you. We talked about praying and sharing with God, trusting in God, but we can also share with our brothers and sisters in Christ. Say, hey brother, I'm having a terrible time. I am so freaked out about this thing that's going to happen in a week that I can't even sleep. I can't even eat. I'm just so worked up about this thing and I don't know what to do. Well, tell your brother or sister about it. There's a calming effect in just telling others about your troubles. That will help you. But then... Not only will you be praying to God about this terrible thing, but your brothers and sisters will be praying also. You know, this one of the most terrible things in life is to feel like you're going through something bad and nobody else is there with you, that you're all alone. Uh, and that's one of the reasons that, that, that helps feed and fuel anxiety is a feeling of aloneness, a feeling that no one else understands, that everything's on you, but as Christians, everything's not just on us. We are not alone. We're all in this together. And we need to be employing that avenue and drawing strength from one another and encouragement from one another. Not just to deal with things like this, but anything that we be facing, we need to draw strength from one another. Hebrews uh, chapter 10, and verse 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. We're here today, as the manner of some is. But exhorting one another. We're supposed to be building one another up. I can't build you up I can't encourage you if I don't have that relationship that I need to have with you, that closeness that I can help strengthen you and encourage you through the tough times. I'm going to need it to get through tough times. You need it to get through tough times. We need to be exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. What about anxiety? Maybe as high as 28% of Americans have anxiety. Deal with it on a daily or regular or uh, annual basis to some degree. It's a terrible thing. But, as Christians, we have some really helpful tools that will help us. When we get stressed out, when we get worried, we need to be praying to God. We need to be trusting in God. He will help get us through whatever comes our way in life. God's going to help us. He's there for us. We need to find comfort in reading the Scriptures. We need to stay busy. We need to be content. We need to focus on today, what we can do today, and let tomorrow worry with itself. And we need to draw strength from one another uh, like we are here today, drawing strength from one another. Um, I hope that's helpful to you. If you've got anxiety, focus on those things, see if it doesn't help. Again, I'm not a psychologist. There are some cases where... Uh, You may need to see professional help. That is one of the leading causes of mental things that causes people to go to the hospital and go to doctors is anxiety. It's one of the, uh, maybe the largest mental uh, uh, illness that doctors see in their patients. It's a big deal. But as Christians, I think most of us suffer from a level, if we suffer from it at all, from a level that if we'll employ these things, that will really help us, will really improve our quality of life will help us to keep focused on not the physical things that weigh us down, but the focus on the spiritual things that God wants us to be focusing on anyway. Hope that's helpful to you. If there's someone here in the audience this morning who has not become a Christian, we've not talked about that in this lesson. If you have questions, please let those questions be known. If you're ready to become a Christian this morning, or if you're a Christian who's fallen away and needs to repent, and needs the prayers and the encouragement of, of, the, of the group here, please come while we stand and while we sing together.